Welcome! This is Unfolding, the show where I talk to creative business minds. My name is Marco Pfann and today we are back at Dixon Buxy and we are talking to Aprova. So we are back again with Dixon Buxy and today we are talking to the co-founder Aprova and what I want to know is how they lead their creative team and their clients through their change management processes to, through their branding processes and what that all means. Wow, thank you, Marco. Really great to be here again. Again. Uh, yeah. Thanks for coming back to the studio. Uh, super excited. And, and you set it up as a very big question. I know, I, I always start with the big <laughs> questions. Okay, let, yeah. let's break this down. What I want to talk about is like uh, basically creative leadership and my ideas. Sure. I want to help uh, creatives understand that it's it's really fragile and it's really important um, to take responsibility not only for the work but also mm -hmm. for the client sure. and moving the client through the process. Yeah. And I know your process a bit and I, I know that you are really good at leading the clients but also developing your team sure. to actually do that. So can you talk a little bit how you lead clients? What, what's, yeah, what's the sure. secret? Yeah, it's, it's very interesting and I, I love that question because um, a client is essentially the sponsor of a project. I think, you know, sometimes we can see or, or people may see clients as a barrier to making mm. great work. But I think, you know, if you find the right client or take them on the journey, then they are a companion to make great work, right? They, yeah. they help make that. And the relationships that we have, I, I think that, um, you know, our clients Uh, tend to push back as well and help us mm -hmm. be more focused. Um, you know, we use clients to better understand their business, to better understand their audience. So if we're, you know, we're currently doing a, a project in the Nordics, so we may think we know what the difference is between those countries and, and so on, but the client can help us understand and unearth those things. So we, we use clients as um, a partner as much as, you know, people we present to and hopefully become friends with. But I, I guess to answer your question, um, your great creativity doesn't happen by itself. You know, we can be in the studio and go, yeah, you know, we're going to create all these things. And we do. We try and, as we were just talking about, play and, and invent and try and stretch the envelope yeah. and do uncomfortable things. But equally, um, you know, you can have a sort of shock and awe approach. You go, you go in and the client is just like, wow, this is amazing. You totally hit the brief and so on. Okay. But oftentimes, and the projects that we do are of scale, you have to kind of sometimes over-communicate. You definitely have to take them on the journey. And I always talk about the relationship being um, a matter of diplomacy and a matter of understanding <laughs> politics okay. as well. Oh, that, that's interesting. How, tell yeah. me more about that. What's, what's yeah, that? so what I mean by that is the diplomacy is um, a lot of times is listening, uh -huh. right? People like to be listened to, and if yes. they're not listened to, they will keep saying the same thing. Uh, and if you don't respond yeah. or um, acknowledge that or play back and say, we've heard, uh, that can become a real sticking point. You know, it's really simple things. Um, and the politics of it is to sometimes understand the dynamics of a company and you can see that. It's sometimes hard to do it um, on Zoom. Uh, so we, we kind of get a sense of clients. We talk to them individually and in groups. And oftentimes the barrier is that 
um, clients can come together and not necessarily be a team that has worked together before, mm-hmm. right? So, yes. so that's what I mean is sort of understanding that dynamic as much as our own. So although we're presenting to the client and there might be a key sponsor, a CMO, a creative director, there are different teams, it might be a product team or a, um, a design team or a marketing team or a strategy team. And they might not have worked together and they may see the world through their eyes and they may not understand or see the project in a global way. Yes. So we're currently working on a project at the moment where we were fortunately in the room with the client together and they had slightly opposing views. So our role is almost a mediator, mm. you know, to surface things in the strategic way or um, to help kind of bring outside influence to say, hey, you know, there's, there's one scenario and another. And what happens is that they start to talk to each other yeah. and they find a balance. And that might get us across the hurdle. So it's really important to do a couple of things in, in that kind of scenario is to try and understand the client from the beginning. And that's just talking to them. You know, are they, uh, do they have short attention span? You know, do they want to see the answer? Yeah. Um, do they like to uh, know what's happening this week, next week, the week after? And all of those things just help you shape that. And that's quite sophisticated way of working, but it often starts with listening. And I think that's uh, an underrated skill is to just listen, absorb. And what I tend to do in any meeting, I go, I play back. I'm like, listen, you know, we discuss and we try and make the meetings live and sessions real and live. But at the end, it's always like, well, okay, so what we're saying is this, this, this. And then everyone feels heard and we have to act on that. But there are kind of quite a few things there to possibly unpack. So what I love that you just said yeah. is, and actually that's the best thing I have, have heard in a long time, is if you don't listen, if they don't feel listened, they sure. keep saying the same things. Over. Yeah. So they actually can't uh, evolve, right? They, they, they can't, can't evolve, get past they, it. They can't yeah. get past themselves, right? So yeah. that's super interesting. So actually you're giving them the space to evolve themselves, their thinking, yeah. their perspectives, and that's how they actually move out of their own way. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's buy-in, right? You, you know, you have to, it's, it's like anything, a new idea. I don't know if you've seen the film Inception. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going with this, but <laughs> they, there is a scene uh, in that where um, they talk about placing an idea in someone's yeah. mind and you can't just throw it in there. You have to mm. seed it and it has to grow. So um, I'm not saying that this is kind of Uh, psychology, but there is some of that in there. You know, the fact that um, people have to warm to something um, and the cold shock of the jumping into cold water is, is frightful and scary. But if you, if you go, actually, there's evidence, there's reason, um, you know, we're not choosing these things arbitrarily. They're based on either an authentic story or things that you've okay. said mm-hmm. or, uh, you know, we pull this evidence and that. That builds confidence and the journey is building confidence to make a bigger leap and a bigger transformation. And I think it's up to us to, to find a way of doing that. So every session is, and, and, and you know, on the way, we, again, using, using this example of this latest session we had, we're kind of six or seven weeks into a project, it's going well, but there's sort of a inflection point where The decision is too big to make and we need to do more work to make this decision of path A or path B. And so 
the meeting we had, I, I saw it as not just we're going to be in the room and we're going to talk about the parts. I think it was a trust and confidence meeting, you know? So yeah. in that meeting, I think you have to identify sessions and not just it's another meeting or another yeah. presentation is that there might be a thing that this is a confidence building one or this is the client's nervous. You know, they're feeling stressed. They have pressure yeah. from all sides. They've had a bad day. They've just come back from holiday. I think you need to at least be aware of some of those things and then you can maybe adapt and, and respond in kind. So I think there's a few tactics there to just be open to um, the environment you're walking into. So how do you help a client, for example, if they are, if they have some big decisions come up, how do you help them to come over their hesitations? Sure. How do you do that? Yeah, it, it depends really. I mean, you know, let's say, let's take a scenario, um, let's say we're working on some strategy. Mm -hmm. And, you know, our role in that is to do our analysis, you know, do the stakeholder interviews, um, you know, meet, uh, do the competitive study, the culture and so on and so forth. And, you know, there's a decision of, um, is this the right strategy? You know, are we, are we, is this positioning right? But I think, I think to do that, you, you can jump to the answer, but oftentimes we're finding more and more often uh, clients um, feel repelled by that. And that is actually... Like giving the answer? Yeah, That's sometimes, okay. yeah. Okay. I mean, you know, the... Because it feels too soon sometimes. And I'm too talking easy. about yeah. projects of scale. We might have 20 yeah. different stakeholders yeah. and they feel like, well, hang on a minute, I've got an objection here or, or so yeah. on. So, so how, how we kind of, I guess, get them past the hurdle is to sometimes take smaller steps um, and, and give everyone an opportunity to participate. And the consensus building is such that when you get to say, you know what, we think it's this, they're already there, right? So because, the head, because they've come yeah. up with us on the journey or they've, they've kind of come up with the answer that we hope they come up with, right? So you're leading them to, a, to an end point. Um, hesitation is, is interesting because, you know, it could be as simple as um, color. Mm -hmm. Right, so we were working on a project with Channel 4 and um, I think the creative team and, and we felt this color theory and approach was right and we were very confident about it, but the entire team wasn't. So, from uh, the client side? From the client side. So what happened, um, 4 Creative was involved in this and um, they brought in their marketing team, their producers and so on and said, well, here's a color wheel. and you know, here's the thinking and, and can we get consensus? And we're not leaving the room <laughs> until we figure this out. I mean, I th and what it was, was I think everyone had to participate yeah. uh, and, and hear the belief that the team had mm -hmm. to make the decision. So hesitation sometimes is just sheer confidence that this is the right way, but we're going to help you see what that is. So we're going to talk through it. We're going to listen to you. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, oftentimes the hesitation is that we haven't been listened to. We're not part of it. So I don't care if you did this work. I'm going nice. to be difficult. Um, because you didn't listen to me because it's... You didn't ask me. You're just making decisions yeah. over yeah. my head. Okay. Yeah, it's really interesting that. And, and that is, it's, it's, people don't feel involved. They yeah. can be difficult. It doesn't matter what size of company. 
And these are, that can be very important, influential people. So we can structure it. Uh, there's a company we work with, British Land, and they have, it sounds really corporate and, f- and formal, and we don't operate in a really formal way, but they have a thing called a RACI. And I can't, I don't know what the acronym stands for, but I think it's responsible, consulted, accountable, included, something like that. And it's just simply a way of kind of grouping people in um, responsibility and who should be part of it. Okay. So by doing that, you understand, um, you know, your client team and and how you're supposed to talk to them. And I'm talking about larger organizations. If you're talking one-to-one, then um, I, I would say just have a frank conversation. <laughs> And how do you do this in your team? I mean, you have yeah. 50 people now? That's right, yeah, 50 people. So this is and also... plus experts and, yeah. It's also cool. a challenge, huh? Yeah, it is actually. I, I, but then, I don't know. I, I think um, I'm really excited about our team because they're, they're very they're young, but they're, they're very um, they're quick studies. And it doesn't matter if they're an intern, a junior, you know, kind of, you know, it's a senior and so on. You've got that hierarchical thing. But we try and have a fairly flat, system but they're all um the way we structure it is that the whole team meets the client right from the day one. Oh, really yeah so, okay that's... so it's not like i mean we used to you know in the old days it was yeah. a bit more traditional and maybe i or simon or um the senior team would do the presentations but now we make a point that the whole team meets the client whole team meets the client gets to know them exactly and them. i'm talking at to c-suite level mm. right so some of our team you know we just work with a huge you know global management consultant company um and you know our team are speaking to the ceo of that is 20,000 person business 75 offices that's okay um and and how we i guess train that is by talking about uh the importance of over-communicating, clarity, uh, consistency, and um, thinking about and preparing for that meeting. And it's not like we throw, you know, uh, a junior creative into a huge presentation, but maybe they present part of it. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that, you know, on smaller projects, we try and get everyone involved. And they're all here because they're, they're very articulate. And some have to pre-write everything and yeah. memorize everything, but that's okay. That's the way they learn. Um, and then we talk about all of the things I just spoke about, you know, who's the client? We have uh, discussions inside. What's the brief? Why are we doing it? Um, you know, uh, the strategy team is, is exceptional in just kind of absorbing information, reading the documents and, and all of that. So you really make a point actually helping people to develop and they actually have to. Yeah. They have to present, they have to be willing to communicate. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think it's, it's really important. You know, there's, there's some people that could go three or four years and they said, oh, I've never met a client. You know, what's that like? And what's it like being in the room? Yeah. How does, it, it's the only way of um, reading, being able to read the room, yes. right? Yes. To be in the room, you have to, you know, you, and then to read the room, you have to be in the room. And it's, it's, it's kind of critical to learn that from an early stage and realize that the client is just a person, right? It may be scary or you're intimidated or yes. so on, but how do you get past that? You have to do it. And, and oftentimes, you, you know, if you think about people outside of that environment, they're usually just really nice folks and so on. So we try and make it, um, you know, sessions not 
too uh, pressured. And we try and construct and let the client know what that session mm -hmm. is about. Obviously, there might be a presentation and everyone's a bit like, wow, you know, this is, um, this is exciting. Mm -hmm. I'm thrilled, but I'm also scared. And the only way you can experience that is by being part of it. Uh, and, and I think it's interesting, actually, with the, everyone being on screen and Zoom calls, it's okay to have more and more people on a call from our side yeah. as well. And that's okay. And, and a lot of it is just listening. What are they saying? Why are they saying that? You know, how do I interpret that? You know, um, all of those things are interesting. And I think one of the challenges actually that any creative or strategist or producer or any of, of those face is when a client gives feedback, there are lots of memes going around about what the client says and yes. what the creative says, and then they don't meet. Yeah. They're saying different things. Um, so what are they really saying? Mm -hmm. under what they're saying, you know, like how do you read between the lines? And that comes through practice, you know, and that, that's kind of a critical part of, um, we, we try and not think about it as feedback. It's a conversation, we listen, we interpret, and then we go back with some kind of opinion rather than, okay, they said make it blue, we're going to make it blue, they said this, without intention. I think intention and knowing, you know, why we're doing something is important. So imagining I am a young creative, this sounds yeah. really challenging to me. Like the open yeah. culture, which, which sure. is amazing, by the way. Yeah. I wish uh, more people or more students would do that. Sure. It's, it's like you, you can really grow as a creative. Yeah. But isn't that also like challenging? And, 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 and It um, is. Yeah, it's, it's challenging. And I think I have to caveat everything I said with... Um, it's a journey across time. I think, you know, I was just talking to someone and, um, and, and it's, it's what's next. How can I get to the next level? Okay. And I'm like, just enjoy this moment. So they are hungry, right? Like, they're hungry, but they're, they're, they're hungry to reach a, a status or a title huh. more gotcha. than... Self-development. Exactly. Okay. And I think also um, folks may think that they are a certain level in their mind uh -huh. when actually there's a lot more to learn, right? So yeah, they're fast tracking, but that's how you, you accelerate. You don't know what you don't know. You don't know what you don't know. And that, that's really important, I think, to, to understand that and to help the team see, okay, yeah, there's another layer. You've reached this level, mm -hmm. but there's something else. So I think for young creatives, the thing to do is to, to see it as a journey and to be okay with not knowing stuff. Um, you know, I always say I ask questions. I think that's just a common theme. And it's amazing how many people feel reluctant to because they don't feel like they have permission to. Um, Tell me more about that. Yeah, I think, again, I think maybe we touched on this before, but I, I, I think, you know, either in an environment like ours, you know, we try and be very open. Yeah. But I think through certain scenarios, there's conditioning that creates limiting beliefs. Right. Okay. You know, so the idea that, yeah, we're open, you know, we can ask questions, but suddenly, you know, through a process of, of working on something, um, people might feel, well, I can't ask the question. I don't feel it's the right uh, to answer the question or maybe it's a dumb question. So we're always trying to yeah. remind people that any, it's okay. It's okay. And, we, and, and I think that's a, That's where consistency comes in, because you, you have to create a culture and environment, but you have to do a lot of repetition over communication, mm -hmm. reminding, um, easing any tension, 
uh, having a laugh, uh, going out of the studio, to um, relinquish and shake off those patterns, good or bad. And the limiting beliefs just form over time. You know, I have limiting beliefs. Everyone has, you know, yes. e even running a studio, you go, oh yeah, actually, I can do that. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I, and I think everyone forms those and, and that's why we play. But I guess, yeah, being more specific about your question, um, you know, the, the, the junior creatives have to, to go on a journey and it's step by step and they'll gather information and learn in pieces. Mm -hmm. And then our role is to help fill those blind spots. And you don't know what you don't know until you do. And then you know something and then you have to figure out how can I get good at that? And that's the, the coaching and the mentoring and the helping and, and, and showing. And then you get better. So it seems like you put a lot of effort and time into this team building. Like, how, how do you call it? Like creative team development or? or? Yeah, I, I, you know, in simple terms, it is, it's team development and coaching. Okay. And yeah, we, we more and more we're spending more, t we're spending time on that. Mm -hmm. So with 50 people, it's a lot. And is, a, yes. a lot of my time, you know, is, it, it's funny actually, because we have a hybrid week. Uh, we are Monday at home, Friday at home, Friday half day, mm -hmm. and then Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday in the studio. And, you know, my, my role is kind of multifaceted. Um, and, and a part of it is to, as an ECD, I guess, to, to make sure there's a level of excellence yes. of, of work. And, and I do that with Simon. Simon's obviously thinking about that, our CDs and everyone is. I think they know that there's a culture of that. So, um, but a big part of that is to acknowledge that people are at different levels. And it's easy with my experience to forget that, mm -hmm. that there's a journey. Yes, yes. And uh, sometimes I have to slow down and then deconstruct something. And I think one of the most important things as um, I guess any coach is to create context, like change the context and the mindset to help someone see what they're doing and have some objectivity. And personally, I'm spending more and more time in those that midweek to just talk to people mm. or sit next to someone or um, have a more tactile meeting so that it's not just reviews, right? Mm. You know, when you lay out the work or look at it on the screen. So it becomes more uh, natural to talk about the work or things. So they're not pinch points of, I mean, there are, right? We're gonna do reviews and look at the work as a team. Um, but every, every moment is an opportunity for some kind of learning. So actually, you actually help them to get to a certain level where they can actually perform better? That's right. Yeah. And, and they, 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 they look to ask for, um, how can I get better? How, you know, so after a session, one of our DDs is like, I thought that was good, but you know, do you have any pointers? You, and I'm like, this is amazing. You know, to, to, for, for others to ask for advice, you know, is, is really good because they are acknowledging their journey and they want to get better. It takes confidence to do that. Um, but yeah, it, it's, I think it's our responsibility to, to share and help people grow. You know, uh, it benefits us, benefits them, uh, and they feel fulfilled. Otherwise they plateau. Apova, I could talk for hours about sure. this and with you, but yeah. I, I want to be respectful of your time. You of still course. have a team to lead yes. and work to be done. Great. I work to do. One last question. Yeah. What would you, 
what would you like advice? What's an advice you would love to give to the industry when it comes to creative leadership and how we all can become better at that? Wow, that's a, it's a big question and thanks for answering. <laughs> um, I think creative leadership is something uh, that you have to practice. Okay. You have to learn over time. Um, you know, you can be a subject expert and i.e. in anything, you know, production or design and so on, but you're trained in that, not necessarily leadership. Okay, yes. so leadership yeah. is uh, not necessarily a trained skill, it's no. a learned skill. So I'm still learning and, I, and there are blind spots. And I'm like, oh my God, if I knew this five years ago, it'd be amazing. And, and, and so I would say that um, keep practicing it, keep learning, sometimes do courses, uh, but take it seriously. Acknowledge that as you grow in your journey, that leadership is a, a, is a skill to be um, you know, found. Uh, you can get experts to help you, others, listen more, um, acknowledge that, uh, in this case, your clients are part of the journey yeah. and they're, they're looking they're for leadership as well. Oh, that's nice. Right? Yeah. So yeah. oftentimes clients will say, well, we're working with you for your expertise. We're too in the weeds. We need objectivity. So I think leadership is about offering insight, objectivity, being educated yourself, um, and, and being humble as well and saying, maybe you don't know the answer and others do. So leadership is about letting others thrive and sinking back. Beautiful. So that's, I think that's, that's important as well. Statement. Yeah. It's really important to state that design is not just designers, right? You know, there's, and, and I think, you know, we had some students in this week, year 10 students, and it's amazing because they're 15 years old. They really don't know about this world. Um, maybe they look at TikTok or they know about brands, but they don't know that production exists as a, as a, as a means to get into a creative industry or copywriting or, you know, uh, even sales, growth. Um, there's motion, there's audio. All of these things are, are creative. And, you know, even in a brand studio, we, we need all of those facets to work yeah. to allow us to make the work. So... Yeah, and that, even beyond important. that, one of the reasons why I wanted to have this conversation today yeah. is because um, like creativity is not just sitting in front of the screen Absolutely. behind the box, right? It's yeah. like you have to talk to people. Yeah. You have to, like what you said, you have to ask those questions, you have to lead the client. Yeah. But the client wants to be led. That's yeah. why they come to you, right? It's not and, and and I believe a lot of creatives miss that point. Yeah. The client actually comes to be led. Yes. And not to not just gives you an order, do that, do this and do that. Totally. And and I think you you, you have agency to control that. Yes. Right? You, you know, you uh, the, the the relationship is a proactive relationship. You have to lean into it and uh, to to participate yourself, right? With through active listening to through ideas, through through Getting around roadblocks as well. You know, the client may say, oh, I don't like this or, or, or this doesn't feel right. So why? You know, what, okay. what, what takes you around, over or under as, as opposed to simply, well, you know, there might be a point where, okay, that, that's just not working. Uh, but there may be a way of pushing through or, or around through discussion, as you say. And I mm. think the not taking things at face value is really important. And if you feel something strongly, it's worth taking a beat and saying, let's talk again 
let's get under this, let's understand why. Um, and we may have missed something, the client may, um, you know, feel uh, that there's a story that actually makes more sense to them, or they live with it. There are many things to consider be before, um, you know, kind of killing an idea or any of those things. Is there a moment, a story you may want to share, a story you may want to share where you actually had to push the client beyond their comfort zones? Yeah, every project. Every project. I think, That's yeah. Nice. And, and you know what, the, the thing is, is, um, is what we try and do every time. And uh, I think I may have mentioned this to you before, we have this scale, you know, zero or one is evolution, 10 is revolution. Yes. And we asked them, where are they on the scale? And we, we say we operate between five and 10. Mm -hmm. So we're in that end of transformation and making a bigger shift. And oftentimes, you know, we hear a seven, sometimes we hear an eight or nine. And that's fantastic because it gives us a sense of permission. When the client says, where, the, where do you want to be? This where they, yeah, we want to be on eight or nine on the scale, which yeah. is, okay, so what you're saying is radical transformation. Yeah. You know, you want a big shift, but there is a, also a recalibration of what eight or nine is in their world ah. as opposed to our world. Could just be a three in your world. Exactly, oh, okay. and then we discover that. And then that's when it gets uncomfortable. Okay. Um, but what we have to do is, Again, kind of grade and scale the work so that we don't just go, here's a nine and here's a 10. You know, it's, it's sometimes too far. Yeah. And we always kind of keep it at uncomfortable. You know, that's one of the things that we talk to about clients is we need to start there oh, because the process yeah. uh, gets you to just right. So you, you see what I mean? You frame the whole things like, don't be scared in the beginning. Exactly. And, and why? Start, start way ahead. Start way ahead because the process, let's round this, let's tweak yeah. that, gets you to just right. If you started safe, yeah. then it's going to be boring, right? It's, it's going to yes, erode. Yes. The process erodes, is built to, yeah. er, to erode, but hopefully to something fantastic. But if you start uncomfortable, then you may get something unique and original and it will hopefully take the client to where they need to go. And that's definitely outside, the, uh, outside of their comfort zone. Definitely. And I think mm. it has to be for change to happen. Yes. Right? Yes. You, know, you grow at the edges, you don't grow in the middle. It's just yeah. like, it's, it's, yeah, I can do that. You're, you just phone it in. And uh, brands that do that, you know, certainly in this climate, may not get to where they need to. Uh, you know, the world is changing rapidly. Yes. You, there is a need to reinvent. And this is a, oftentimes a need to acknowledge that. Even if you're a hundred year old business, you need to adapt. You, you, you can hold on to those values dearly, but those values need to shape maybe a new version of yourself. And that, that's an important conversation to have. So all, everything you do, my, from, from the outside, you, are, you seem to be a brand agency mm -hmm. but what you really do is like more helping the client to change it's more like a change management actually and the the outcome is the brand yeah in a sense i think you know we it's it's a it's a good one that and we always kind of struggle with uh, what are we i think we, we are a brand agency or a creative agency but there is a strong component of going as far upstream as possible mm -hmm. i don't think we're necessarily um like a Boston consulting group where we come in and we, we analyze the business through and through and create an entire business strategy. But the brand strategy that we create should influence or connect with the business mm -hmm. vision. 
And so you're right, you know, there is a, a little bit of that. And, and what we do is certainly if it's a, a big company at the C-suite level, the things that we're doing will help shape how they communicate their mm -hmm. ideas. Right. right. And that's when it can influence millions of people or, or benefit them or add value in their lives. So there's a real responsibility to that. And you're empowering that business to better serve their audience, but also the internal team, which is themselves. Right. So the client then feels aligned. Right. And, and a lot of the projects that we work on are, are about alignment. Right? We're all going in this direction yes. and we're giving you the tools to do that. You've grown organically, you've been successful, uh, you know, but now actually everything is, is wonky. It doesn't all quite fit. Everyone feels that they can create their own mini brands inside a big brand. So sometimes it's an architectural question. It's a simplification process. Um, then it might be a design process. So within the world of brand, there are many sort of sizable challenges and some can be intellectual, some are entirely creative, some are both. And that, that's what fuels us, I think. And, but all the time we're looking to, um, you know, compete with the future, essentially, right? Compete with the future. Yeah, and, and create something that um, can adapt to that. Mm -hmm. So I think that's a, it's a really interesting idea. I think there's some folks that, that talk about, you know, those ideas and, and, you know, with everything that's happening, AI this and technology that, I think there's a values-based system that uh, is important that then can adapt and use those tools in, in the right way rather than being trend-based as well. Thank you. Of that course. Was amazing. Really happy to be part of this again. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for tuning in. My name is Marco Pfann and I hope to see you all again on our next show where we unfold creative business minds.